When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about broken nations. Countries that do not really function. Failed states, right? We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about an oversight in foreign policy. Not just American foreign policy, but foreign policy all over the world. We're going to do this because the UN, the United Nations, is heading into Afghanistan. They're going to restart their mission there. Now, at the time of filming, they're, they're arguing about it and saying they're not going to, and they're going to, and back and forth, and back and forth. They're going to. They're going to because they don't have a choice. They're, they're the only option. So they're going to have to go. Why are they going to go? Because the new government is, uh, so far, seems incapable of providing basic services to the people of Afghanistan. So, the UN is going to show up and uh, fix it, right? Wrong. No, they're not. They're going to show up and provide aid. They're going to alleviate issues. They're going to treat the symptoms, not offer a cure. Um, the United Nations isn't really tasked with fixing broken countries. Not really what they do. Generally speaking, it's putting a band-aid on a bullet wound. It's about as effective and most times looks just as silly. Um, now, for those overseas, um, yeah, we don't talk about how the UN behaves at times um, here in the United States. It's not something that gets a lot of coverage. We tend to focus on our military contractors and their behavior. For Americans, the most ready comparison for how the UN behaves at times it, it are the worst of American contractors. It is definitely an imperfect system. Doesn't really accomplish the goal of fixing the country. Was never meant to. There is no agency, there is no international agency, there is no national department that fixes broken nations. doesn't exist. And that seems like an oversight. Because if there's a uh, public health issue in a nation that doesn't function so well, the World Health Organization shows up, right? If there's a monetary issue, you have the IMF. But when a nation ceases to function... There's nothing. There's nothing. Um, now, at some point, we'll go through all of these various international organizations and talk about what they do. Understand all of them have strings that accompany the assistance. Um, but the pattern that tends to emerge from a UN presence 
is the country breaks, whether it be an invasion, a war, natural disaster, a unique change of government, however it happens, the country breaks. The UN shows up. And they just, they really do. They put band-aids on things. They alleviate issues for the average person in the country. They try to, anyway. Um, And eventually, some semi-functioning, typically extremely corrupt, government emerges. And most times, the people of that country are back to where they started. They don't have a functioning system around them. Uh, The idea of creating an international entity that fixes broken nations has been around a long time. And it has a lot of support from a lot of places you might not expect. Um, In the United States, you know, we engage in nation building all the time, right? But that doesn't make any sense. Because how do we nation build? What do we use? The Department of Defense, which is weird because that's really the Department of War. They don't build nations, they break them. It doesn't do any good to attempt to use them to nation build, to fix these countries. Because that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to do the exact opposite. It's it's a very weird flip, especially when you're asking them to show up, invade the country, engage in the combat, and then fix it. Doesn't make sense. So, the idea has been floated of having an entity that's sole purpose is nation building. Providing assistance to countries all over the world to get them back up on their feet and operating under a government of the people's choosing rather than one that DOD picks. Because most times, it's like, yeah, you're the Secretary of the Interior now. I mean, it's not really that simple. They take the person they want and they have an election against, you know, the guy who owns the gas station downtown. It, they give them options, but they know who's going to get it. Um, because we try to pursue American interests rather than allowing the interest of the country to dictate its needs. If we did that, the United States would actually be better off in the long run because it would be a stable government responsive to the people instead of a corrupt one responsive to backroom deals with the United States. Who are people who have supported this idea, this general shift in foreign policy from military to building? Marianne Williamson was one. Department of Peace is what she called it. That's one end of the spectrum. The other side, Thomas Barnett, who, geostrategist extraordinaire, right? He called it the Department of Something Else because he spent so much time at the Pentagon, he can't imagine calling anything the Department of Peace. On this channel, the world's EMT instead of the world's policeman, it's very well received by people. When when I run into somebody and they talk about something from the channel, if the subject turns to foreign policy, that phrase almost always comes up. People like the idea. They would rather help than hurt. 
and the people in these countries, they would certainly rather get help than be hurt. But this entity doesn't exist. The best that's out there right now is the United Nations. And these operations don't go well. So the likely pattern will continue. They'll show up. They'll try to help as much as they can. It's possible that civil conflict emerge between the current new government and either the old government or somebody else that wants to make a power grab. Um, And that can spiral out of control, at which point you end up with different militaries coming back in. Nobody wants that. That's kind of worst case. Best case is that the current government kind of gets its act together enough to provide basic services. But there's no room for growth there because it's going to be corrupt. And this isn't just limited to Afghanistan. This scenario, this chain of events plays out all the time. Because there is nobody who specializes in fixing broken nations. This might be a shift that needs to occur. It may be a new doctrine that the United States and the world want to take a look at. Because stability is good for peace. And when you're talking about trying to convince people in power... Stability is good for money. It's good for business. Um, This topic is going to be recurring all week. We're going to talk about it in different ways and different elements of it. But the general idea is to shift from using the United States military to nation-build and politically realigned countries. Shift from that to actually working to better the country itself and get it to stand on its own. So, when the U.S. withdraws, the government doesn't collapse in a week. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.